On behalf of ADI and Finding Purpose, we welcome you to Future Ski. It's a brand new series of web events that talks about conscious design and its dire need in building more sustainable, adaptive and responsive, responsible post-pandemic world. So before I uh, move to the session today, I would like to uh, introduce myself and ADI. My name is Sahil. I am uh, the Vice President of ADI Hyderabad chapter. At ADI, we are trying to bridge the gap between uh, design and the industry and education. For this year, we have taken a, uh, a keyword called connect. So ADI Hyderabad is doing a lot of events, webinars, and doing a lot of activities to connect all the designers who are working uh, in this post pandemic world and you know, in the pandemic itself. And a lot of talks and a lot of events are around that. So uh, you can go to our website and check out a lot of details. It's adi.org. So with any delay, I would like to welcome Ripple. So Ripple is our first uh, speaker for uh, the series of Futurescape. He has been my mentor, guide, and a very good friend. I have and continue to learn a lot from him about user research and a lot of other things. So to all the participants, I encourage you stay tuned throughout. There's a lot you can take away, ask questions. So Ripple is a design researcher with a deep understanding of people, business, and technology across several domains. Not only has he consulted with startups and Fortune 500 companies, but he has put his nose onto the grindstone of a few times to set up and run design research. And when I say design research, we all know Ripple because of Kern. And a lot of us has worked there, learned a lot. And it, it's not just the research which uh, Ripple has been dwelling into. He has created his own software product companies, some successful and other utter failures. He loves traveling and baking bread. Oh, that's something new Ripple, uh, you know, which a lot of us don't know. So next time, whenever you, know, you come to Hyderabad, let's, let's cook together. So with 20 years of experience, right, he has done thousand uh, you know, UX researches. He has done a lot of innovation projects. So he's an expert in uh, UX research methodologies. Before we start the talk, uh, I would also like to uh, tell you something really beautiful, uh, you know, which we are trying to do at ADI. So uh, this year we are also starting uh, something called as, uh, you know, Industry Connect and Student Connect. So if you are still not uh, a member of ADI, you can just go to uh, the link again in the description or to our website and join as a student or you can join as a practitioner. So without any delay, I hand it over to Ripple. Uh, welcome Ripple again, over to you. Thank you Sahil and thank you ADI for, for letting me talk to so many people out here. Uh, let me start this for you. Let me know if you guys can see this. Yes, I can see it Ripple. Okay, super. So, uh, Hi, my name is Ripul. Uh, thanks again for uh, bringing me here. Uh, I have been practicing design and research for, for a very long time. And uh, there have been lots of sins that I have committed. And uh, today is, uh, is, is that journey that, uh, that, that I have gone through and committed all those sins. And uh, shameful for most of them. Uh, so I am trying to open my heart today. Uh, many of uh, many of you know me very well, and uh, it might be surprising for 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 those guys too. So this is today is one of those days that I wanted to open up that, 
and tell you something that that, that that's something that that's uh, i'm a very uh, i'm not the extrovert guy in a in a party i am the guy who's sitting in one corner and sipping a drink if i don't know anybody and if i know somebody i am the i'm the guy who who's always jumping in the middle <laughs> so let let's start with a story here now this story is uh, uh, is about uh, you know around medieval uh, times you know this is in france mm, this is the 16th 17th century times now there was this traveler and and there was a big famine there uh, during that time in uh, you know in the french region now there was this traveler who was you know who was going you know, who, was, who was traveling uh, and uh, he he reached a village and he was very hungry and earlier when he traveled he was he you know he always expected people to give him food uh, give him shelter give him everything that that was needed but during famine times things really changed he wasn't really expecting anything in return or you know anything out there but he was hopeful now he knocked on the first door of in the village and somebody opened the door just a little bit and he said and i can't really give you any food and uh, and it, the, the times are very difficult i can't also give you shelter and uh, so so he went to the next house and a similar experience happened with him what this guy did he collected three four big round stones and uh, he collected some wood and uh, you know he in the middle of the village the village square he started a fire and in a pot he put these stones he put some water in it and started boiling the water now people started gathering out this what is happening in the village square in the night there's somebody boiling water what's happening and somebody asked him what are you doing sir he said that uh, i'm 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 making a soup i'm making a stone soup said stone soup said yes i'm making a stone soup this is the stone that will go in it's the most tasty soup that you will ever taste said is that so yes you know you should taste this and after a point of time he started you know taking some water out and started tasting it and uh, people around asked him how is it you know he said you know, it is extremely tasty and but i think i just need a little bit of salt and little bit of butter to make it even better so somebody ran to their home and brought in salt and butter and it, you know it started you know it kept boiling and then he tasted again and everybody is looking at you know people are starting to bring in you know some cups and stuff and uh, he tasted again he said uh, can somebody bring in a little bit of you know herbs because just with herbs you know this will be the best soup out there somebody ran to their home brought in some herbs and as the soup boiled he asked people about can somebody bring in some potatoes and carrots and turnips and you know and things like that and over a period of time there was an entire mela that happened out there and people are singing and dancing and this this big cauldron of soup is is being boiled is 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 being is boiled out there and uh, you know at the end of it you know with with all the vegetables and all the herbs and everything Oh, uh, and he started distributing the soup, and then people were like amazed. Oh, with just a stone, uh, this this soup tastes amazing. And uh, so this guy, you know, in the morning, you know, he collected his stones, <laughs> the pot, and he went on his journey again. So what really happens is, we the designers, 
are these art like travelers we are not superheroes we don't do things alone and that's the first thing that i committed i believed that i was a superhero i could do anything the world was at my feet my first uh, job i was designing exhibition and you know there was great success i was very happy and then you know i was you know very early i was designing websites if this was in 1996 web had just come into india very successful you know i thought that everything is great i was the superhero but then as as i went along i realized that working with people with their energies making the soup together is not just about the soup it is about the entire village environment somebody bringing the the dhol somebody playing out there those are the things that you get when you make a soup together that's the first sin that that i always believe i committed thinking that i am a superhero another story so this is uh, not so long back uh, 49 bc okay so do you guys know um julius caesar the guy from asterix comics yep <laughs> okay so yeah this is like january of uh, 49 bc exact date is 10th of january caesar is in in today's terms the northern part of rome okay which spanned from from the current great britain to to france to spain which is you know on the south of france okay so that was the entire uh, area that Julius Caesar governed, and he was getting very powerful by the day. And the people, you know, so so like our parliament uh, at that point of time in Rome, there used to be a senate. It was chosen by the people, and senate was the senate was getting very wary of Julius Caesar's uh, rise to such phenomenal power. People loved him in those provinces. People loved loved Julius Caesar, and uh, it it the, the senate didn't like it at all. and when his term of his governorship ended the senate asked him to come back to rome now which meant one or two simple things which meant that he will come to the rome i will come to rome and he will leave all his powers of being a governor he cannot have all the armies that he commands today he cannot have that okay he would be powerless now that wasn't something that uh, julius caesar wanted he wanted to conquer the world. now while so so that day that that 10th of january that day uh there is this river on the northern part of rome which is called rubicon now he is he's he stationed there and thinking shall i cross the river and go to rome with all my army okay which is like lots of people all my army now if i go with the army it will mean that it is mutiny okay and if i go without my uh, without the army that means i can never conquer the world so while he's thinking you know there were some some people uh, in his army you know who were uh, merry making you know there was one trumpeter they were all drunk and you know this guy who was a trumpeter he started the the tune of you know starting the war okay and everybody in his army thought that julius caesar has has declared that they will cross the river rubicon which is a shallow river and if you can see in the picture this is a shallow river people started the entire army started crossing the river rubicon julius caesar saw that and he said okay now this is the sign from god i really needed to to know cross and take over this you know now i will i will conquer the world and he if you look at it in in front of julius caesar the entire army behind 
crossed the river Rubicon, and in the next four years, there was civil unrest. You know, there's a civil war in 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 that in Rome, and uh, and then Julius Caesar conquered the entire Europe from from Turkey on this side to you know. So it was the European Raj, if you if you call it that. Now, why am I why am I telling you this? So this crossing the Rubicon is a very important event. In, in in Julius Caesar's life in the world history. Now that event happened to me too. So I, as, as I said, you know, I used to to design for myself. Till then, I was the superhero. I knew everything. I was designing consumer products. I was designing exhibitions. I was designing websites. Then, in in 1997, I came to Hyderabad. Okay, uh, in a in a in a company that made uh, software for system administrators for developers my entire world came crashing down i had no clue how to design stuff for them because till then i was designing stuff for myself thinking that everybody is like me thinking the world is like me and then you see screens like this I said what do you do then the entire journey started again trying to understand who these system administrators were who these designers who these developers were wanted to understand their motivations their lives their frustrations their way of working their their everything living with them and trying to understand how it all works my crossing the rubicon happened then think saying that you don't design for yourself you always design for somebody else and that world you need to know very very well if you don't know that designer is not a superhero then designer becomes superhero only when they design for others and that also in a way started my journey towards understanding people deeply and it it, it was a foundation to the company that i uh, that i created uh, it was called kern uh, it was a user research company it was a foundation to that okay many many years before i i started kern so designing for myself was my second big sin so one thing that, that i would always tell designers to avoid is design for yourself never ever design for yourself for you you might test it on you just a bit but it will be fake okay unless you put the design or you know people whom you are designing for don't try to design now i started this company called kern it was a user research consulting company we started as a design company a ux design company but very quickly we converted that to a research consulting company every fortune 500 company that you that you know of you know from nokia to microsoft to lufthansa to everybody we work with everybody consulting them helping helping them design for india helping them understand what india is design for india probably some other parts of the world too okay and it, it was a great run it was a great run now we became you know jack of all trades or you know we, we knew about almost about everything about it so we knew about potatoes we knew about to uh, chilies we knew about apples right but somehow we didn't know about about eating the apple or we didn't know about let us say you know the taste of of cucumber we did not have our teeth inside every domain that we know of we did not know if the if the recommendations that we gave the work that we did for a client did it actually see the light of the day and if it did see the light of the day what happened to that how did it see the light of the day what decisions did were made by the client to get it to 
to, to its final destination. What happened after that? We were very highly paid consultants. We would charge a bomb, give them a give a, give them a consulting project, and then we would walk off happily. Okay, never owning any. And that's something that bothered me. How can I not own this? You know, how can I just walk away consult? And that 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 told me that you know, if if you don't own anything that you consult and that you that you recommend, you are not a designer anymore. You don't learn anything out of it. It's very, very little learning. It is the very beginning of it. You don't even know what decisions were made to get it to, to a final uh, product or a service. You don't know what is failing and what is succeeding. You have no clue. So I wanted to own all that. I, I couldn't understand how, you know, uh, I, I couldn't understand the details of, of the working of, of how products are made. You know, here is a uh, glass blower with its intricate skill of blowing glass. I could consult and tell people what to do, but I could not ever get into the intricacy. That was my next sin. We did not have skill in the game at all. So designers should have skill in the game. That means the products or services that you create, can you as a designer, as an entrepreneur, take it to the next level? That means you, you become the owner, you become the designer, you become the developer, you become the producer, you become the marketer. You do everything. Can you do that? So while this was happening, uh, you know, while we, while I was struggling with not owning anything, while working with a client, we realized that there's, there's an opportunity out there. There was a big opportunity out there uh, to create something in the education space. And uh, that, that I took it very quickly. And in 2011, I created an online portal for, uh, for universities to put their examinations online. And we had a few clients who were ready to pay for it and who were already who actually paid for it upfront. And we created something where they can actually have their questions put on our platform and it can, you know, university students or test preparation students can actually take exams. We took it from from ground up, okay, and made a product. It was used by lots and lots and lots of people. There were 200 paying clients, universities, test preps, across the globe, paying us to do that. And uh, it was a wild success at a point of time. I was adding, you know, clients on one side, their users on another side, and employees on this. Okay. And this ran for, for three years. Now, what was also happening on the other side, I was running this consulting company too. Now, uh, I was pumping in money from my consulting company to this product company. So every month I realized that, oh, you know, there's a shortfall of some money. I need to pay out salaries. I need to pay out, you know, other fees and stuff. I was pulling out money from my very successful consulting practice and it's putting in into the product company. Now, three years down the line, we realized that, uh, you know, all kinds of success metrics were in place. But what we missed was this massive losses that we were running on that company. I was running almost one and a half crore rupees of losses, on, which was fueled from my consulting practice. Now with that, what happened that employees of my consulting company, they were not getting rewarded because money was all moving from this company to, to the product company. The employees and us are having false hopes that this is success. On both sides, there were 
it wasn't right on both sides. My my legs were in two boats, and I'm trying to balance both the boats. And you know what happens when you when you balance on two boats? You fall down, and that that's what happened to me. I fell down. You know, like you're driving a car with with your cell phone on. You know what's going to happen, right? That that's exactly what happened to me. I failed miserably, and on one night I had to close my product company, which I you know you know as a, as a child I had to close. So something that that is important for us to understand is why you need to chase your dreams. But don't chase two dreams together. Chase one dream. Okay, you can fail, then that's fine. But chase a single dream. Okay, I chased two dreams, and I didn't make that mistake once. I I made that mistake twice. I I did that again now. So with that one and a half crore rupees down the drain, I realized that there was something that was missing at my end. So yes, that's something that I I did not understand while I was running the companies. I did not understand many of these things. Money coming in, money going out. It was difficult for me to understand that. What was my income? What were my expenses? What were margins? What were taxes? they were very difficult sheets like this were were definitely not something that i wanted to ever look at because i did not look at these sheets there were enough losses out there and then quite a lot of so one thing that i understood from that loss was that i need to look at money well i needed to understand money really well not just for myself but for my companies or where i worked how taxes work for an individual versus how taxes work for a company how does it all work that's something that i really wanted to understand it took me time but today i can say probably i am like you know i'm out there but that's something that i want to tell designers don't don't have this sin they don't commit this sin at all understand money very very well because when once you understand money whether you want to become rich or not it's not about becoming rich it is about whatever you want can you can you put it in the right purposes so that's one request that i would actually have to every designer out there understand money well probably there, there's a book that i can recommend uh and it's, it's, it's you know the, the the title of the book is pretty cheesy but but that's something that works uh it's called rich dad poor dad i'm sure a lot of you would have heard about this but pick it up it's, it's a cheap you know it's a cheap book pick it up and you will understand about money deeply how it works for you and that was my last sentence so i ignored money so ripple i would like to uh, you know just add uh, a comment here which i've got on the chat and i think it's the right time to answer that one so yes. somebody has just message saying that you know why didn't you have a great ca right because a lot of the designers you know they have been told that you know it's ca's job and uh, somebody who has gone through the startup life and we both understand that you know how ca's work so i think it's a great platform uh, for all of them to understand that you know what is the difference in running your business and a ca please i think if you want please take this question i think it's it's a beautiful question and very close to my heart after all these years i think one of the the, mo- the most important questions so so thank you for asking that okay so so what happens is is a very simple thing now designers run their own companies okay well, like like sarya is doing that right they they run their own companies and then focus towards building relationship with their clients getting the work done and it all things somehow many of these things get missed okay and what they do typically is they don't have an in-house accountant now they send these you know the the invoices and bills and everything uh, to the accountant which sits outside the company and uh, trying to think that you know they will get back to me every month with this uh, pnl statements balance sheets you know all the all the works but interestingly and and for me for you know for running that business for 12 years never ever in my history of 12 years uh, i i got the statements in time so i could not even understand that 
Now, why did it happen? And that, that, that's a motivation that probably everybody should understand. The accountant or the CA is not interested in giving you those things. That guy is interested in, in paying the taxes on time. Their only motivation is to collect money from you and pay the tax on time. That's the only motivation. Their motivation is not to help you run your business. Okay, that is your motivation. So they're completely two different motivations that, that happen out there. But interestingly, to, to understand deeply about <laughs> finance and uh, and accounting and all that, I I joined a company called Tally. If you know Tally very well, the the shitty looking UI out there, just to ensure that they can actually do something about it. Okay, uh, I I couldn't do anything there, but but yeah, that, that that was the motivation to ensure that at a point of time can. People like us who are business people, can we really understand it now? And uh, probably I feel there too. So, uh, Ripple, I think, I think you've uh, answered it beautifully. And uh, a lot of us have you know, seen it firsthand as well. And to add to it, I feel that you know, running a business and just doing your, uh, getting your books done from a CA are two completely different things. So it's you who should understand your business right rather than like how the metrics work and you know why it has to work in a profitable manner ca will only help you you know put it into buckets and you know send it out to the tax uh, department so amazing so uh, ripple there are a couple of questions we have got sure so i would like to you know narrate it for uh, for our uh, all that end is so uh, in the first scene we talked about you you have mentioned that you know you have understood india you know quite well so uh, and a lot of our attendees would like to you know pursue research in uh, you know in their careers so they feel that you know how do we understand such a diverse country like there there are so many uh, you know cultures there are so many states languages in itself if you see right we are designing all these softwares in english right so how do we you know we struggle as a designer we struggle how do we understand this diversity or if to say that you know how do we understand india okay the first thing that you and the, 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 this is an answer this is a you know uh, the first thing that you need to do is to get out of the room and that, that's the most important thing we all can sit and intellectualize and i think that's the easiest that, that uh, we all can do but the most important thing thing is to get your ass sorry out of the room okay and understand slowly there is no no silver bullet here okay you need to understand slowly okay i can you know say with confidence that i have no clue what india is like even with so many years trying to to travel everywhere uh, understanding for clients but i don't think i understand it at all every day is a new day every time i get uh, i get to travel Uh, i see something entirely new so i don't think we can understand it okay you can try to understand it by by getting out and understanding right and that's the only way uh, so there are many people out here uh, i can see shipra out there who's a who's a researcher uh, okay and then she probably you know has has done a lot of work around there too and uh, i'm sure a lot of you you do that okay uh, again get out important be where the people are see them in their own environment watch them over in their own environment and you will learn just a little bit more about them yes so i think uh, again ripple this connects to your uh, you know uh, next story right so 
the question itself says that you know how did you understand india i think understanding india itself is a big task so let's start with a small you know thing let create create your uh, focus area and you know try to understand one sector or one culture right do couple of projects in the same stream and so that you have some you know knowledge and you know some data points which can be carried forward to different products so i think that 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 is from your you know from the second or the third scene it's connected that you know don't try to do everything or all of it saying that i want to understand india there are like thousands of languages itself sure great so anup i hope that you know you have got your answer we'll move to our next question so uh, and i think that's that's a very burning topic i feel that you know i see a lot of designers talking about and anvi has asked it so uh, she's saying i always wondered about this point about following up on the product you designed right especially especially in a consulting form format how do you know if it worked do you even get to make version 2 of it and redesign the parts that didn't work beautiful question i guess so <laughs> i said you don't and that, that is where my struggle was that's exactly where my struggle was even if you get to design the product you are a consultant again okay you don't own it as a consultant you, um, you can't take the ownership you don't own it and that, that, that's really scary a designer cannot take ownership that's very very scary i think uh, we as designers should start owning these things if we can design for 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 customers or clients i think we should start designing yes for for our users but but own it completely end to end from from understanding people to designing products to actually take them to the market themselves and that is something that i am proposing now you should really do that and i'm sure a lot of you know uh, a lot of the students today are very focused on opening their own startups and you know as a designer like 10 years back 15 years back it was difficult to find a job altogether and now we are actually going into that realm of you know where iitns or iim guys are doing so i think that that's that's great and and there's a question which sadat has just asked and i feel that you know it's connected so imagine i have you know opened this company and you know i have made a good product can you throw some light that you know how tough or how easy it is to get funding if you are a designer <laughs> and 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 none better than you can answer this question i guess okay i'll tell you two stories here again two stories and uh, you may find an answer or at least a path to an answer so this is let, let, let's go back to the first product that i talked about uh, that was uh, it was called line share line and share together right it's quite interesting <laughs> uh so so it was a educational product where uh, i said that uh, uh, universities colleges or test preps could actually put their questions online and uh, students can take tests on the other side okay today you know it seems like uh, everybody can do it but you know 10 years back it was you know it was quite a rage and this was uh, 2012 we started realizing that we need to raise money for for for, for that uh, that that product and uh, we started reaching out to vcs at that point of time mind you we had almost had about 100 150 paying clients by then people were paying us to use that month on month we started reaching out to vcs and uh, almost every week i was either in bombay or uh, or in or here in bangalore where i am today uh, you know trying to, to to pitch to vcs and see you know uh, can 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 we raise some money interestingly every vc that we that we reached out to 
uh, we went into a meeting with the partners, every one of them. Then what happened is none of the VCs came back. So they were interested in the first meeting, but they never replied. So which means it, it's just they, they want to know the idea, but they are not putting their trust in you. I don't know. So, so we will come to that. So, so and this happened for almost 15 meetings. We met every VC that, that you, you know of, you know, big and small and everybody. Okay. And we were asking for not, not too much, you know, everything seemed right, at least from my point of view. Uh, but uh, term sheets weren't coming in. And uh, one of the last meetings that I had two meetings in Bangalore uh, one, one day, and this was in 2013, uh, around May, June. I think it was June in 2013. And I had two meetings back to back, with two VCs in Bangalore. And both the VCs were, uh, you know, were IITNs and IIT Delhi guys. And, you know, super amazing, you know, loved the idea, you know, everything was great. And I said, okay, you know, this is a pattern that I've been seeing for very, very long. There's really nothing happening there. Okay. And I called up a friend of mine who, who was also a VC, but, but he runs his company in, uh, in Germany. I said, you know, these guys are IIT Delhi guys, probably around the time that you were in there. Can you tell me what's happening? Because it's not giving me any good, good. So this, this friend of mine, he said, uh, give me a few days. I know both of them. They were with me. Um, I will get that. So I said, okay, so let's wait for a few days. But that evening he called back. He said, Ripul, forget it. You're not, you're not getting a single pesa out of this. I said, what do you mean? I don't have a, I, it's not just a product idea. It is not just a prototype. I have 150 paying customers month on month. This is a hot topic. You know, everything is in place. What's wrong? He said, you know, I think you should just close it down. I said, what do you mean? Tell me. He said, see, Ripul, you come from NID. You're a designer and running a software product company. That is the problem. <laughs> you don't have an IITN on board. I said, does that matter? I was like, oh shit, what has happened here? <laughs> does that matter? And uh, obviously it mattered. And I had to close that company uh, that very night. Next day morning, I met everybody. And I said, I need to close it. I really can't run it like this. With the one and a half crores of, of losses, I can't run this anymore. And I closed it. I was in deep depression for the next few months. Uh, somehow I came out, got my consulting practice back running because that was suffering too. Anyway, so the second story is, is, is this year. VC story again this year. So till, till last week, I was running again a software product company because I wanted to own everything end to end. Right. And, uh, and this time we had an IITN on board. <laughs> My CTO was an IITN and I was the, the researcher, designer, you know, everything else, the SME. And this was in the financial space. And uh, this year, uh, and we, we, I said that I'm not putting in a single PESA in this company. I have I've had enough losses earlier. I'm not going to put in a single PESA. Uh, we will raise money upfront and we are not going to. And I have everything in this. We have an IIT out there. What else do you need, right? No, but that wasn't the case. Something else was, was missing. So, looks like that, you know, okay, we were chasing the wrong VCs. We were chasing VCs that, that would give us 5 million, 10 million, 20 million dollars. But what, what we really, you know, in the kind of stage that we were in, we, we just wanted some angel money, probably, you know, half a million dollars. But, you know, 
proud us and you know with the, the big ego and you know chip on our shoulders we were chasing those guys obviously that that didn't happen and you know i closed my company last week uh, but yes again one more learning <laughs> so again so don't be disheartened uh, vcs are starting to put in money in in non iitians or non missing okay people are doing that just understand the stages where money would come in find the right team find the right idea take it forward money should happen otherwise find another idea chase chase another dream and that's fine i think that, i i think it's a beautiful ripple that you know how comfortably uh, you have gone now in sharing all the failures i'm i'm sure that you know they were very painful but this is a lot we are learning from it and uh, for for a lot of our attendees you know this is for the first time but i have grown with these uh, you know stories and i've learned a lot and uh, just to add it to it i feel that you know don't guys don't feel that you know you can't get funded look at airbnb there were three of them were designers they got funded a lot of companies there's a new company called ruttel which is coming right they have made a software product for ui edit and they are getting funded right it's just that you know first understand money i think that is very important because as a designer we don't understand money then how will we understand vc money right and that is why they also come and say that you know where where are the iitians where are the iim guys so there is money we just need to know how to get that money so Absolutely. i will just ask one more question we have 9 minutes we'll try to answer this question and i'm really sorry guys if i have not asked your question but i'm sure you know some of it is already covered in the talk so uh, the question is and the name is uh, quite funny it's dj fgh some anonymous name which ask what do you do when the design solution is too technical or involves engineering that is outside of your area of expertise and i think that's something we all struggle with so i would really like to hear it from you so if you go back to the story of the the soup the stone soup right what you are creating you are bringing in the stone you are ensuring that everybody else brings in the you know the the water the salt the butter the you know the, the vegetables the you know this is spices that that's your job and that's a very important job because as a designer you're not the only creator mm. creation happens now interestingly there is a there's a difference between a carpenter and a farmer a carpenter is the one who's created an exact chair with exact dimension and stuff world doesn't world really doesn't exist like that what we need to start thinking is that we are farmers we are creating the conditions for the um for the uh, crop to grow or for the fruit to grow okay for the plant to grow we are ensuring there is deweeding we are ensuring the right kind of plants we are ensuring you know right kind of weather you know but we we can't control all of it but what we can do we are ensuring the success okay by eliminating by putting in things out there so that is what we are we are not carpenters remember that world doesn't work like that if we have to do something we have to do things together ensure that there are uh, you are like a farmer ensure that everybody else comes in you you creating the right conditions for a good crop to grow absolutely absolutely and i feel that you know the same question we should ask uh, if i am a designer and i don't need this i don't know how to design right what do they do they they hire us right so the point is that you know design does not exist in silo so as a designer we should not just say that you know i am the one who's going to design right. it is a collaborative effort and you have only a certain you know involvement in it a certain understanding of it and you collaborate and you work out so 
amazing i have learned a lot ripple i think uh, all of our participants have also you know enjoyed the stories uh, i think it's time that you know i invite everyone to open their cameras let's have a pick together and uh, while you guys are you know uh, unwinding your cameras and we all can see each other uh, this is just the first talk guys so we have three more talks coming in thanks adarsh you has helped you have helped us a lot and thanks the whole adi team i would like to thank finding purpose and all our sponsors so this is a great start guys and thank you so much ripple for you know taking out your time from your busy schedule uh, we have learned a lot from you in this session thank you